Blog Talk Radio. Take a licking. <laughs> there is someone waiting who will hurry up and rescue you. Just call for Super Chicken. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer Radio Show, brought to you by Calm Bach Feeds. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, National Spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program, and editor in chief of Chicken Whisperer Magazine. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and, of course, living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit us online at chickenwhisperer.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and subscribe to the totally free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. At Kalmbach Feeds, our layer pellets and crumbles are all natural, antibiotic-free, with no animal byproducts. Formulated just for laying hens, our feed is fortified with essential amino acids and calcium to ensure maximum production of nutritious, tasty, strong-shelled eggs. From our family to yours, feed your hens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome, goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Find a dealer at KalmbachFeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H, Feeds.com. Or order your layer pellets and crumples today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of The Chicken Whisperer. All right, thank you very much for staying with us. Have a great show lined up for you today. Uh, Today we have... Dr. Denise Brinson joining us from, uh, she's the senior coordinator uh, at MPIP, the National Poultry Improvement Plan, and she's going to be sharing information about a brand new um, uh, program that you can uh, volunteer to participate in called Salmonella Monitored. We're going to be talking about that, bringing her live here shortly uh, after our Chickens in the News segment and uh, some host chat. 
but uh, the program, from my understanding, was was developed. Uh, the need was there, based on a lot of the salmonella outbreaks we've had with the uh, mail order hatcheries over the last uh, many years, up to a decade. And um, this is, uh, my understanding, a new program that the hatcheries can participate in that checks on a regular basis for salmonella strains that can affect humans. Now, we're all familiar with salmonella pylorum that, you know, when you participate in MPIP, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm salmonella clean, uh, according to MPIP. But this is an additional program, uh, salmonella monitor is what they're calling it, uh, to check for these strains that can affect humans. So uh, we're going to be getting into all of that. We've got questions for uh, Dr. Brinson. She has answers for us, I'm sure, and we'll bring her on in just a few minutes. Let's get over to our uh, Chickens in the News segment. As we do, I'll bring up today's uh, Chickens in the News. I did post this on our Facebook page a couple of days ago. found it interesting. I thought it would spark a little bit more debate uh, than it did, but it, it's pretty. to me it was pretty obvious, and I made that clear. But um, this Thursday, we broadcast every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern. This Thursday, I am going to welcome, first time this year, brand new show, brand new guest, um, uh, Dr. Maurice Batiski with UC Davis out in California. He's going to be talking about a new poultry, uh, excuse me, pastured poultry um, um, area that they have there at the university. Uh, and uh, we're going to follow that up with talking about this particular news article. He does know who did the study. He does know uh, personally um, the uh, the folks that who have published this. So, uh, but the heading was backyard chickens harbor many parasites. UC Riverside researchers find backyard chickens are infested by a greater diversity of mites and lice than cage raised chickens. Now, when I saw that, I thought, wow, this will really spark a debate on the Chicken Whisper page <laughs> over on Facebook, as much as we all love our backyard chickens. Um, and when I just you know, read the title and I, I read the article, and it to me, part of me was like, do, do we really need a study to prove this? I mean, you would think that chickens outside, uh, quote-unquote free range, access to the outside, like most of our backyard chickens have – are probably going to pick up more external parasites like mites and lice and fleas and ticks and things like that because they have access to outside where the caged birds don't have uh, the access to the outside uh, where they can come in contact with carriers of these other wild birds, maybe rodents and things like that. Now, yeah, in the cage commercial um Farms, there can be rodents in there that can uh, be a host for these uh, as they uh, go through the, the house. But, of course, they're not probably getting up there as much and mingling with the uh, the layers of the poultry hen. So it just came to be reasonable uh, to assume that um, the backyard flocks, being that they're outside and have access to maybe some rodents and wild birds and the grass and the, and the back 40, that they're going to have more of these parasites uh, on them. It just makes sense. But, I, you know, there's got to be more more to the story and to the study than that. So this Thursday, I'm welcoming um, uh, Dr. Maurice Batiski with UC Davis, and we're going to be talking about a new uh, pasture poultry um, uh, farm that they've set up out there at their university to learn more about pastured poultry for the farmers across America that are interested in that, large and small. And uh, I thought this would be a good segue after we talk about that new project they have about this 
um, specific situation. But this says, uh, Riverside, California, backyard chickens may not live as good a life as most people think. Now, if that's not uh, argumentative, I don't know what is. But researchers at the University of California, Riverside, have found backyard chickens are more likely than chickens on commercial chicken farms to be infested by uh, parasites, which are parasites such as fleas, lice, and mites that live on the exterior of an organism. Their work was published online today in the Journal of uh, Medical uh, Entomology. Uh, the research comes at a time when several states, including California, have banned or limited the use of isolated battery cages in favor of enriched cages or cage-free operations. The European Union has also banned battery cages, and a bill that would have banned those cages in the United States was introduced in Congress but failed to pass. Um, the researchers, Amy C. Marillo, a graduate student, and Bradley A. Uh, Mullins, a professor of entomology, believe that these more open, cage-free, or free-range-type habitats increase the risk of acquisition and transmission of parasites. Such infestations increase stress on the chickens, and they may cause an economic damage such as decreased egg production and feed conversion efficiency. Uh, the researchers note. Uh, the researchers uh, also note that there is no risk to humans to eat the eggs or the meat of infested chickens. And it goes on, blah 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 blah. But you can read this if you're interested. The entire article over at our Facebook page, pay, uh, facebook.com forward slash the chicken whisperer. That's facebook.com forward slash the chicken whisperer. And there's a lot of people in the chat room today, of course. I'm going to head on over there real quick and uh, see if anybody signed in to uh, chat. A lot of guests. We've got Eric's in there. Thank you. Alina's in there and a bazillion guests. And if you just register with Blog Talk or register on Blog Talk through Facebook or your Twitter account, you can get your screen name and join in, in the conversation as well. And uh, OSU South Center's uh, is joining us. Uh, lots of folks in the chat room. We appreciate you. We, we've been doing the chat room for a decade. I kind of uh, stopped it over the last two or three years, but I'm really trying to kick it off and launch it again for 2016 as we've got all great new programming. So that was our first Chicken in the News. The next one, then we'll bring on Dr. Brinson with MPIP. The next one I want to talk about, folks, and you know anybody who's followed me a long time on Facebook or Twitter, fan, and come and see me talk when I'm on the tour. Um, the next one I posted late last night, um, another coop fire. And uh, Walder Burrow um, uh, barn and garage fire caused by another um, heat lamp. I posted that. You can see that over on our Facebook page as well. Firefighters work at the scene of a fire in a garage in a adjoining chicken coop on Horse Sense Lane in Waldoboro. The morning of Tuesday, January 5th, a heat lamp in the chicken coop appears to have started the fire. And it goes on. It doesn't give a total estimate of cost of damage. It doesn't even tell us if the chicken survived or not. Uh, a lot of these, when we post them, actually do um, let us know if, if the chickens lived or if they did not live. But the sad part is that this is uh, going to cost the family a, a great deal of money to repair the garage. I see cars in the garage. They said the second story was damaged from this fire as well as the, the chicken coop. Um, and, yeah, it was cold. I think this was up in... Where in the world was it? I think I remember seeing it um, somewhere up in the northeast, I believe. And it, it was cold. Let's face it, it was cold. But we always talk about 
chickens really in most cases not needing any heat source in the coops whatsoever and we've done article upon article about this we've been posting it on our facebook page um we often just kind of set the tone we'll say you know chickens were domesticated about eight thousand years ago uh, we've only had electricity in america for about a hundred years and uh, that kind of tells us that chickens have been doing just fine without heaters in their coops for seven thousand nine hundred years but but if you choose we understand i've done Plenty of articles about this, about how, look, no matter what facts we show, no matter what science we give, no matter how many coop fires we post, uh, and no matter how many dead chickens there are, there will be people that are still going to heat their coops. It's going to happen. Okay. So if you choose to do that for whatever reason, okay, please ditch the dangerous heat lamps, folks. There are better and safer heating sources for you to choose from. The um, sweeter heater is one of those. Yeah, I know. Seventy-nine to $129. I bet these folks now that are having to pay thousands in deductibles and who knows what else they lost in this fire are probably wishing now they had a sweeter heater in uh, that coop to help uh, maintain a little heat for their poultry. Research at sweeterheater.com. Uh, ditch that dangerous heat lamp. And then people say, oh, but I mount my heat lamp very well. You may not have known this. We have seen over the last couple of years and people send me pictures. In fact, it was posted on a uh, chicken forum on Facebook just yesterday where these heat bulbs that are people are using in the heat lamps, okay, they're 125-watt, you know, 250-watt heat bulbs. They're, they're screwed in there. They're coming out of China, folks, and the adhesive, the glue that they're using to keep the glass globe part of the bulb secure into the little metal piece that screws into the lamp, it's failing. That, that glue, that adhesive is failing. So people are coming home, and they're seeing that the bulb, uh, the glass globe part of the bulb is just hanging, dangling from the two filament wires. That's it. Maybe even still burning. Uh, that could possibly, or it's fallen out. If it falls out, it falls into the coop, falls into the brooder. It may shatter into a bazillion pieces, and now you've got your chickens and chicks eating glass, no, that's not good for them. So, um, or maybe it started a fire. So, so now you got to get chicken wire or hardware cloth to go around the guard that goes on the. It's, it's really a headache and a hassle. Ditch the dangerous heat lamps if you are the few that choose to heat your coop for whatever reason. You cannot argue with somebody that says, "But Andy, I'll feel better and sleep better at night if I know my lovelies are toasty and warm." Okay, I get that. I respect that. Okay, but do it wisely. Use a safer heat source uh, for your coop than these dangerous heat lamps. Because I'm going to keep posting all these fires that I see about these day in and day out to try to get people to realize this is. And what's going to happen is there'll be towns that are trying to decide whether to allow backyard chickens or not. And you know what's going to happen. They're going to use this as an excuse. Oh, no, this is a danger to the community because look at these fires. And last year uh, happened more than twice, but we were aware of two times where the neighbor's home, the chicken owner's neighbor, their house caught on fire because the fire spread from the chicken coop. Um, you know, my house catches on fire because someone has a heater in their coop that's not needed to begin with. I'm not going to be a very happy neighbor. So uh, just be aware of that, though. You can find these chickens in the news segments over there at our Facebook page. Again, facebook.com forward slash the chicken whisperer. And I'll wrap this up uh, right before the segment here with uh, um, Dr. Brinson. We'll bring her on right after the commercial break. Uh, we got two chicken coop contests going on right now where you can win one of two or maybe both, if you're real lucky, chicken coops 
provided by our sponsors. We've got one over on our Facebook page right now uh, through Curtis Coops and Yard Barns. Beautiful coops valued at about $1,600. Um, and uh, you can go to our Facebook page and learn how to enter that contest. I'll tell you right now real quick. Um, the way you enter is you just send us an email, contest at chickenwhisperer.com, contest at chickenwhisperer.com. Okay, put coop contest in the subject line there, uh, and then I need your name, shipping address, and phone number in the email itself. That's it. It's in. That's your entry. You are done. A duplicate entries disqualify you. One entry per person, per adult, per household. So you could enter in your husband. Yes, could enter. If you have two different email addresses, it'll bounce back uh, if you, you try to enter more than once with the same email address, and you're entered. The other one, also very simple. Uh, we're giving that uh, coop away. It is the uh, Snaplock Large Chicken Coop, and that we're giving that away in our magazine. Uh, but you can go to the online, our, our magazine website, and, and uh, enter to win that chicken coop. That is chickenwhisperermagazine.com chickenwhisperermagazine.com and then uh, when the main page comes up you'll see a tab for contest click that uh, and then click on the contest and bang I think the, the way you enter that is uh, uh, tell us in 25 words or less why you enjoy keeping backyard poultry there you go random drawing and you could win one of two chicken coops uh, in 2016 how cool is that so we got two great coop contests going on uh, right now hope you can enter those very cool okay we're going to go to a sh- short commercial break and we come back we will welcome um, Dr. Brenson with uh, the U.S. Uh, uh, DA APHIS uh, MPIP program senior coordinator, and we'll be back right after this short break. So don't go anywhere. Oh, while, during break, if you want to get a pen and paper and a notebook out so you can take some notes about this new program, uh, now would be a good time to do it. We'll be back shortly, folks. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Give the full a day directly into their water is all it takes for a stronger immune system. Introducing ePoultry, an all-natural, whey-based soluble that will help improve your flock's overall health. 
made by farmers for farmers right here in the USA. ePoultry is a safe, all-natural way to give your birds the strong immune system they deserve. Learn more and purchase at www.eanimalproducts.com. That's www.eanimalproducts.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky, you'll know it's Super Chicken. All right, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer brought to you by Kalmbach Feeds. Time to go over the phone lines now to our switchboard. And it looks like i got a lot of people calling in from uh, <laughs> from the Atlanta, north of Atlanta area because I have a lot of the same prefix here. But I think I'm going to go with the, 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 the one that's been – holding the longest. Uh, there's probably lots of people in our office and uh, with uh, uh, MPIP that are listening in today. So I'm just going to take a gander and go over here to, uh, uh, and, and we'll bring this on. If not, they can tell me maybe which, which line uh, Dr. Brinson's calling from. But I'm going to try this one. Uh, Dr. Brinson, are you there? Yes. Hi, Andy. Perfect. Great. I can hear you loud and clear. Thanks for, I, I figured that would be the case. Whoever was on the hold longest from that, that uh, 770 area code would probably be you. Thank you very much for joining us today. <laughs> Having me. Thank you. Yep. So today I, I thought I'd have you on. Tis the season. Spring is going to be here. Uh, I know a lot of the uh, farm centers and stores in the south are going to really start getting their uh, little chicks in around mid-February, and people are already starting to research and jot down orders and start to order from uh, a lot of these mail-order hatcheries and, and just getting really excited for the chick season. And I remember really the last couple of years working with you guys in CDC, the the you know hinting around at the, a new uh, program, salmon monitored, I believe it's called, and really kind of uh, brought on by um, uh, a lot of the outbreaks over the last decade with some of the mail order hatcheries. And, and uh, so this is a, a really, for the most part, a new program. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about that today um, while I have you tell us a little bit about yourself and your position there uh, at MPIP. I'm going to get that email open so we can kind of go down those questions that we wanted to make sure that we hit for our listeners today um, about this uh, Salmonella Monitor Program, um, who can participate, what the cost, what is the test for, all these great things uh, for our listeners and fans to know that they too may be able to participate uh, in, in MPIP at, at many different levels. But to Today I wanted to, since it is the season um, coming up here, talk about Salmonella monitors. While I open up kind of our our question bank, if if you'll tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your education, and your position there at MPIP. Absolutely. And again, I just want to say thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to speak a little bit about the National Poultry Improvement Plan and our U.S. Salmonella Monitor Program that was recently established. Just to give you a little background about myself, as you said, Andy, I currently serve as the Senior Coordinator for the National Poultry Improvement Plan, and our office is located in Conyers, Georgia. The MPIP is a division of the USDA ACES, that's the United States Department of Agriculture, Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service. It is a voluntary cooperative federal state industry program to support the development of new diagnostic technology applications 
for the improvement of poultry and poultry products throughout the United States. Today, the MPIP focuses on developing provisions for participants concerning three key diseases of poultry, salmonella, mycoplasma, and avian influenza. The plan establishes the regulatory standard and sample collection, diagnostic tests performed, and the laboratory protocols for conducting those tests. Certification programs in the MPIP examine the health status of all breeding and commercial poultry through monitoring of the primary breeding and multiplier flocks. The MPIP mm -hmm. is the longest standing federally funded cooperative program that has been put in place in the U.S. for animals. And just to give you a little background for myself, I mm -hmm. attended the University of Georgia where I received a bachelor's degree in poultry science. I continued my education there and got my doctorate of veterinary medicine as well as a master's of avian medicine. And I have been with the National Poultry Improvement Plan now for around five years. <clears throat> wow, that's great. That's great. I have to, for our listeners up in the area, I have to say, hey, go dogs, right? Go dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had it done a little bit better this football season, but yes, go dogs. Yeah, if if my dad was listening live, he'd be uh, cringing a little bit. He's a tech graduate, so uh, but uh, but go dogs for today's show anyway, right? That's right. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, and and actually, MPIP, like you said, long time back. I think it was uh, developed in the 30s, 1930s, correct? 1935, absolutely. Been That's around awesome. for over 80 years now. That's a long time. And and all that. Um, uh, technical lingo about MPIP, what it is, the whole nine yards. Um, not to stereotype, but just to get my point across, a soccer mom in suburbia with eight hens uh, with no anticipation of selling or breeding or anything, just wants good fresh eggs, they too can participate in, in, in the MPIP program. That's absolutely correct. Yep. So, so they can get some regular testing of their backyard flock to to monitor their health. One of, one of my issues, and, and you try not to be uh, so obnoxious, where you know you see someone say, "Oh yeah, my backyard chickens are happy and healthy," and one could say, "Really? When was the last time you had them tested for anything?" Uh, mycoplasma being a big one now. That's kind of a catchphrase with with backyard poultry and 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 how it can be widespread, and you, and you never know it. Uh, but but you have to be realistic about it. But that was my point that e even that uh, um, area of just hobby backyard uh, keepers for for eggs and pets can participate in this program and and get that. And and, and I may go out on limb here, but I think for the most part, there may be some states or areas that may charge. But for the most part, that at the basic level, that that may be free of charge where they live. Correct? Yes, that's correct, Andy. And also, I will say that. Um, it varies state by state as far mm -hmm. as the fees that are associated with collecting the samples or running the samples, but um, in many states, the service is free. It's performed free. That's absolutely awesome. So let's talk about our topic today while you're here. Uh, basically, you know, what is the U.S. Salmonella Monitored Program? Um, am I safe to say that this was probably brought on because of uh, a vision and need uh, because of the last, longer than a decade, but really the last decade, the popularity of backyard poultry, the popularity of ordering from these mail order hatcheries, and then seeing the increase of these salmonella outbreaks year after year uh, here recently. Was that 
kind of maybe a, 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 a one of the reasons why we we developed yes, this program. That's correct, Andy. And I'll discuss a little bit about the the Salmonella Monitor Program. Um, the U.S. Salmonella Monitor Program is also a voluntary program. It is intended to be the basis from which the hatching industry uh, may conduct a program for the prevention and control of salmonellosis. Its aim is to reduce the incidence of salmonella organisms in day-old poultry through an effective and practical sanitation program in the hatchery. And this will afford other segments of the poultry industry an opportunity to reduce the incidence of salmonella in their products. So this program mm -hmm. will really allow those that have hatcheries to identify those salmonella organisms that they currently have in their operations. Okay. Awesome. Now, I, I, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, please continue. Wanted to note that, as you said, this is one of the more recent programs that has been added to the National Poultry Improvement Plan, and this particular one became effective in July of 2014. And to get the, all of the de full details on this program, they can be found by going to the NPIP website, which is www.poultryimprovement.org. And it is also found in the Title IX Code of Federal Regulations. So, yes, this is one of our, our newest programs, and we are promoting it. We would like to get more participation, uh, if possible, in the Salmonella Monitor Program. If you would, please, uh, for those taking notes uh, out there in our listenership, uh, we'll re repeat that website for us one more time. This is the NPIP website, and not only can you find the requirements for all of the NPIP programs, but we have additional resources, educational resources, and other tools that your listeners might be interested in taking a gander at. And that website is www.poultryimprovement.org. And if I remember correctly, uh, Doc, uh, there's a, um, a list, I guess, of, of people that participate. So if they're looking at or hear about it, uh, oh, I'm going to get birds from them or I'm going to get hatching eggs from them, there, there may be a list there uh, where they can see if that uh, place of business participates in the MPIP. Yes, we have that also located on the same website, www.poultryimprovement.org. We have an interactive map. Um, that you can go to to see all of our NPIP participants located by state. So if you go to the map and you click on the state that you're interested in, mm -hmm. you have the ability to see all of the participants in that particular state. That is fabulous. I know a lot of folks are talking about, okay, this program's in place. What, uh, when I look for this, or um, are, are you – I'm – I guess kind of grabbing the bull by the horns a little bit. I think there, there's power in the people and uh, to encourage more hatcheries to get on board. I've often told folks, you know, when you call to order chicks this spring from wherever, um, you know, this may be a very valid question to ask. Do you participate in the U.S. Salmonella Monitor Program? And then they'll give you the answer yes or, or no, and then you can choose to do what you want to do with that information. Um, but I guess if uh, that we could, as, as chick buyers, um, use our purchasing power to, to maybe try to, in a roundabout way, kind of push the program by asking, say, hey, do you participate? This is important to me to protect my family. I want good, healthy birds. This is a volunteer uh, program. But you know, do you um, 
um, participate in this in this new program. And I think, because I ran into this yesterday, Doc, uh, calling a few hatcheries around, and um, where oh yeah, we 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 do uh, our, our we are Salmonella pylorum clean. And I really would love for a second to, and then we'll get on these other questions. Tell folks that yes, there is a difference because I've talked to some folks and even the hatcheries that because because that's been around forever. That yeah, we're Salmonella pylorum uh, clean, but but then I had to you know re-clarify. Now this is a brand new program, 2015-14, uh, called U.S. Salmonella Monitored, which really we'll get to it in a second. Monitors I guess strains of Salmonella that can affect humans. So um, I, it is important I guess for us to let our listeners know that. That this is different from the from the long-standing uh, Salmonella pylorum testing. That's right, Andy. The first program that was implemented in the NPIP was the pylorum typhoid clean program, and to become a participant in the NPIP, uh, one must first test clean of Salmonella pylorum and typhoid. So that is the only program in the NPIP that is an absolute must. In order mm-hmm. to participate in any subsequent programs, such as the Salmonella Monitor Program, one must participate in the Salmonella mm-hmm. Pylorum and Typhoid Clean Program first. Okay, great. I want to make that clear because so people know. Oh yeah, I participate in that because they check for that Salmonella, but this is a, a little different. What are the requirements to uh, to participate in the program? If we have listeners that that hatch that sell, um, are they just want to know if I call this hatchery and they do participate? Kind of what's what's required? Uh, are the requirements to participate in the program? That's a very good question. Um, again, the first. The first requirement is you must participate in the Salmonella Pylorum Typhoid Clean Program. And after you have successfully um, passed the testing for the PT Clean, the Pylorum Typhoid Clean Program, then you would need to contact the OSA, and this acronym stands for the Official State Agency. And basically, all of the participating states in the MPIP they have a, an official state agency that runs the MPIP program from that state level. Um, you can also call it the MPIP coordinator in the state in which you reside. So the, mm-hmm. next, the next thing would be to contact the OSA MPIP coordinator in the state in which you reside. Because there are minor differences in state administration of the MPIP, some of the OSAs or MPIP coordinators may require participants to go above and beyond minimum requirements of the MPIP, so one should not hesitate to ask lots of questions to make sure that they fully understand the MPIP program within their particular state. And when they contact the OSA, the OSA will ask questions about the type of poultry operation and the current construction of the premises in which they have. Um, And next, an authorized agent will be sent out to the premises to collect appropriate samples. The authorized agent, this is the person that has been designated to collect official samples for submission to an MPIP authorized laboratory. So basically, just to summarize, the MPIP coordinator will send out a person to collect the necessary samples and to do an inspection of the premises. The authorized agent will collect a minimum of five environmental samples, such as chick papers, hatching trays, chick transfer devices from the hatchery at least every 30 days. So that is the major requirement, will be those five environmental samples um, 
skin collected at least every 30 days. And all of the testing must be performed in an MPIP authorized laboratory. On our MPIP website, we do have a list of all of our laboratories that we have authorized to do testing under the MPIP. So of course, if you're going, if you're seeking certification under the MPIP, all of the testing has to be done at one of our currently 98 MPIP authorized laboratories that we oversee. Further, yeah. further, you would have to continue on and demonstrate to the OSA or the MPIP coordinator that your facilities, personnel, and practices are adequate for carrying out the requirements of the MPIP. Each mm -hmm. participant would need to sign an agreement with the MPIP coordinator that they're going to abide by the MPIP and comply with all of the poultry requirements, including but not limited to no co-mingling with non-participating poultry. The authorized agent and OSA will inspect all of the premises and review proper biosecurity requirements with you in order to maintain compliance with the MPIP regulations. And then after meeting those requirements successfully, you will be assigned an MPIP approval number which will certify that your flock participates in the MPIP Pelorum Typhoid Clean Program as well as the Salmonella Monitor Program. And also, I will add that to claim products, products or of this classification, they must all be derived from a hatchery that meets the requirements of this classification. Mm -hmm. So everything that's coming out of the hatchery would have to be a part of this certification program. Okay. And so in, in most cases, the the, um, the state test store, if you will, will be actually performing the test on site at most of these, I would say, smaller uh, hatcheries. But um, some of the larger, well-known uh, hatcheries would would they perform their own testing and then get that those samples to the uh, to the lab? Um, it would be the same procedure. Authorized testing agents okay. would go gotcha. out and collect those samples. They would submit them to the MPIP authorized laboratory. Okay, great. And um, about how long from from uh, they they do the test before we get some results back, or before the hatchery would get results back from the lab? Good question. Um, currently, we have 98 authorized laboratories, so we have um, quite a variety um, that can you can choose from to send your samples to. However, the MPIP authorized laboratory results can vary from laboratory to laboratory as far mm -hmm. as how much time it, it takes for them to get the results back. So what I would recommend would be to ask the authorized testing agent when that person comes out to collect the samples just ask them about how long you should expect to wait before the testing results will come back because it will vary from lab to lab. Okay, good. Um, now, a, a lot of it we always hear every flu season, oh, the, you know, the CDC who I work with, consult with, um, you know, this year we think based on our research that these strains of the flu uh, may be prevalent, so our, our vaccines are going to be this, this strain, that type of thing. Um, so it, it may be since there are, well, I guess, over 2,000 uh, different strains, I think, of uh, salmonella, um, I guess it would make sense that you, the ones that you are testing for 
are probably the more common or ones that have seen in this type of environment of the hatchery the last few years to make the most educated decision. Um, I guess to add to this question, I guess what strains are being tested for and uh, how many different strains uh, are do, do these tests, uh, does this test for? Right, right. And um, this program, um, is, it is designed to test for all strains of salmonella. Um, so those strains of salmonella that can cause a problem or affect poultry health as well as public health, um, this program encompasses. So it would be able to um, tell you exactly which strains of salmonella you had for, um, for poultry health and public health. So in essence, all strains of salmonella. Okay, wow, that's that's very impressive, and and uh, I wasn't expecting that answer, but based on uh, all strains uh, regarding that, so that's that's pretty impressive. And again, so so folks know, um, these are strains that can affect people, can affect humans, um, which makes this uh, plan, this the, the or this program, the U.S. Salmonella Monitor program a little bit different than, uh, I guess, I don't want to call it old school, but the long-time um, salmonella chlorum uh, typhoid test that a lot of times, it's just been around forever when you say, you know, oh, do you participate in the salmonella monitor program? They may just immediately say yes, just because of the, the for years and years and years. Uh, so you may, if you're asking that, be specific about um, what you're you're asking for. So so uh, for the listeners and, and, and maybe small producers, large, medium-sized uh, producers, Producers who are really interested in doing this, I think you uh, elaborated on it a little bit earlier in the interview. But who should they contact if they are interested in, uh, regardless of what level? May they want to start off at the very basic level, uh, or I may want to participate in, in everything that's available. Because let's face it, I know a lot of people and see a lot on these blogs and forums. They use it as bragging rights, right? They're like, oh, well, I'm MPIP and I have all of this, you know. The, Plot, you know, clean, and, and and they can participate in more of the basic. And so, a lot of times, it is used for bragging rights to say, "Hey, buy from me because look at all this that that I I uh, am tested for." So, if someone is interested in that and participating at whatever level, uh, do they contact? I guess their their local state vet or their local lab, poultry lab. Oh, a very very good question. And again, I will stress that um, the national MPIP office is located in Georgia. However, there is an office in each of the participating states, and there is an MPIP coordinator specific to every state. Their position is to administer the MPIP in the state and their state. So the first point of contact should be what we term the OSA, the official state agency in the state in which that person resides. And again, on our MPIP website, we have a list of all of the MPIP OSAs, official state agencies, MPIP coordinators. We have that listed on the MPIP website as well. We're trying to make it as easy as, as we can for folks to, to find the right person to get in contact with. However, if, if anyone has difficulty finding that information, you can always call our office. Um, we're always available to, to point folks in the right direction and help as, as much as we can. So. To answer your question, the first point of contact should be the National Poultry Improvement Plan coordinator for their state. Okay, and my 30 minutes is about up, but I'm going to kind of squeak this uh, question in if if I can. 
um, because it, it's created some confusion for me. I sent you an email about it earlier this week, and you've been on the show before. We've talked about this before, even in person, uh, on-site visits. I've talked to you about this where I, when I first learned about it, and it was confusing to me, so uh, maybe we can just clarify so people can, can understand so they don't get kind of caught up in, in, in the, uh, the hoopla, if you will, when people say, I'm MPIP certified, or, or, or my flock is MPIP certified, or I'm certified by the MPIP, and because there's, there's a little um, vagueness there about, well, the flock itself uh, is certified, uh, say, salmonella, pylorum, typhoid free, but your farm, your operation itself isn't really certified by us. It's just, can, can you explain that? And you did it with me uh, over, uh, you know, via email so simply where I'm like, oh, okay, so this is exactly uh, what it means, because it <laughs> does, it really... We get that a lot, Andy. Um, <laughs> So basically, the takeaway, if someone says, I'm MPIP certified, um, what they are saying is that they are a participant in the MPIP Pylorum Typhoid Clean Program. Because again, that the MPIP Pylorum Typhoid Clean Program, that's the only program that someone has to participate in in order to be a participant in the MPIP. All of the additional programs that we offer, such as the Salmonella Monitored, are optional programs. So the programs that we have for mycoplasma and avian influenza, those are all optional programs that we offer within the MPIP, but the only program that is mandatory required to be a participant is you must test clean of pylorum and typhoid. So when a person says, I'm MPIP certified, it could mean that they participate in several programs, but the only program that you can know for sure when someone says that is that their birds have been tested for pylorum typhoid and they are clean of that disease. Correct. And I, and I would put money on that if they do participate in those other programs, they are probably going to let you know. <laughs> They're like, and this, and that, and I participate in this and that. Buy from me because I do I do everything I possibly can to, to make sure my flock is uh, is clean of this uh, of these infectious diseases and whatnot. So um, well, it's been a pleasure having you on as always. Love to have you on. Love to talk to you out in the field or on the phone or email. And it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. It's so great to um, have contacts out there. The true True experts uh, in their field that can come on and, and just really uh, straighten us out, put us in our place, and, let, and tell us about these plans um, that we can participate in and uh, and uh, get the right information. So thank you, Dr. Benson, Benson, for coming on today, and we'll look forward to having you back on again sometime. I look forward to coming back, Andy. This has been a real pleasure for me, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to discuss our newest program, the Salmonella Monitor Program. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. Have a wonderful day. Ware Manufacturing has been building quality hutches since 1983. Ware manufactures modern chicken hutches, barns, pens, and nest boxes designed especially for the backyard flock. Ware offers hutches and pens for every yard size and every chicken keeper's budget. Visit their website at waremfgeek.com. That's W-A-R-E-M-F-G-I-N-C.com or call them to find a retailer near you at 1-888-824-7257. Ware Manufacturing. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. 
here to tell you that if you have backyard poultry, nothing is more important than making sure your feathered friends are safe from infectious poultry diseases. Learn the simple steps to keep your birds healthy by visiting this website, healthybirds.aphis.usda.gov. That's healthybirds.aphis.usda.gov. A message from the USDA. Are you in the market for a new chicken coop? Want one that will outlast all the others? Then look no further than Urban Coop Company. All of their coops are made from appearance-grade western red cedar right here in the USA. Urban Coop Company coops are designed to be both beautiful and functional. I invite you to visit their website to learn about the many features of their coops and check out their integrated coop accessories that will make your life easier. They're passionate about building great coops because they know you're passionate about your backyard chickens. Visit their website at urbancoopcompany.com. That's urbancoopcompany.com. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Strombergs family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at strombergschickens.com. That's strombergschickens.com. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFRadio.com. That's GQFRadio.com. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisper brought to you by Combach Feeds. What a great treat to have on Dr. Denise Brinson, MPIP Senior Coordinator, to discuss the new Salmonella Monitored Program with us today. Very interesting information, and it's very timely as, as thousands and thousands of people are going to start getting ready to compile their orders and order from the major hatcheries around the country, the mail order hatcheries, and, and even going down to the local breeder and local uh, friend they have that, that hatches that may participate in the many different MPIP programs uh, that are out there to participate in. I know many folks that do participate in MPIP. I know a lot of folks that uh, when they get uh, 
um, their certificate once the, the, they leave from testing and and they, they get excited and and, and and like to like to have bragging rights about that and, and and so they should because they're doing really I mean there's no guarantee for anything but they, let's face it if they're doing this if they're participating it's important to them they, they want to do everything they can to provide their customers you and me uh, with healthy birds and that's what it's all about and with this new program uh, they may want to go the extra mile to make sure that there's not any salmonella um, uh, they're, they're being tested for that they could affect us or our kids um, we know the, the the CDC recommends no children under five handle live poultry um, uh, the elderly seniors um, and people with weakened immune systems and, and let me tell you that the issue with under five is that I don't care how many times you tell them, hey, don't touch your mouth, don't lick your fingers, don't put your hands in your mouth, and you know, and they're they're out there with these cute little uh, fluffy butts that people call them the baby chicks, and no matter how many times you say that, before you can turn around, I mean in an instant, bam, their nose itches, or they go and put their you know their their fingers, and or maybe you just forget to wash your hands before you uh, give them a popsicle or something. So so you know it's uh, we all hear all these uh, things. Um, and that's what, uh, again, the CDC recommends as far as the handling of live poultry. And uh, But, yeah, MPIP, a great program. Uh, definitely go to the website and, and research that um, And because a lot of people, I'm telling you, they're looking for that. Well, are you MPIP? Uh, do you participate in the program? And at what level? That may be another thing that a lot of us learned today as well is uh, at what level do you participate in? Um, do you uh, participate in the mycoplasma and, and the U.S. Salmonella monitored and uh, and the avian influenza, or are you just at the, uh, the the basic required level to participate at the um, Salmonella, florum and typhoid uh, and others? So so it's um, something that uh, you more information we can have uh, to. Uh, to ask when we're actually out buying those. I want to remind everybody that coming up this Thursday, uh, just two days from now, yep, uh, I will welcome uh, Dr. Maurice Patiski. He is a uh, he's a new regular guest on the show. I'm very excited uh, for 2016. He's going to be coming on the second Tuesday of every single month. We'll be talking about different things, poultry diseases, um, and uh, um, you name it, anything and everything. He's a professor, uh, doctor of veterinary medicine, and wow, his credentials are second to none out there at UC Davis. But he's going to be on this Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking about a brand-new pastured poultry project they have out there on the campus of UC Davis. They've just started up. They have a huge chicken tractor, uh, and they're wanting to use this and study pastured poultry to, to get information to help share with the people that are interested in doing that uh, or who are already doing that, just to have a little bit more science available to them to help them raise those uh, healthy flocks. And uh, so we'll be talking to him uh, about that program this Thursday, and we're going to be talking uh, to him about that Chickens in the News segment we did earlier on this show about uh, backyard chickens uh, carry uh, uh, more external parasites than their commercial counterparts in cages. So uh, we read that whole news article to you earlier. We're going to be talking a little bit about that because there's more. There's got to be more to that study because I don't know if, if 
we really needed a study to say, well, yes, of course they probably do because they're outside. Um, but there's more to it than that. There's got to be. So we're going to talk to Dr. Petiski about that this Thursday. And just a quick reminder before we wrap it up today, you have two opportunities to win some chicken coops from the Chicken Whisperer and our sponsors this month. There's a Facebook fan contest going on right now where you can go and enter to win an awesome, uh, really, really nice chicken coop from Curtis Coops and Yard Barns. And then there's an awesome chicken coop contest in our magazine, um, chickenwhispermagazine.com is where you can enter that one. And uh, it's very easy to enter, and then you can have a chance to win one of two chicken coops, coops we're giving away in January. And I always do this every show for the most part, but I want to send a shout-out to everybody that's tuning in today, both live, listening to the archive. There's thousands of you. We do appreciate it. All the homeschoolers, we love you. The homeschoolers, man, you incorporate the show into your everyday curriculum, and we thank you for that. Way to go, homeschoolers. The FFA, the 4-H folks, we love you guys. Um, Get ready for this? The over-the-road truck drivers. You know, 3 a.m., they're riding down the road, getting those goods delivered. We hear from them. Hey, listen to your podcast at 3 a.m. I got chickens back at the homestead. When I'm not driving, I'm taking care of them. Love your podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. And all the, uh, hey, the feed and seed stores that stream this show live every day for the customers. Thank you very much for doing that. Hope business as well. And I'm telling you, you better get geared up for a great spring. Uh, regarding these uh, these backyard chickens and, and everybody else is going to be coming to the stores looking for all those great chicken-related product, products. So uh, stock those shelves. So, And I want to say again, thank you very much for – we've been broadcasting this show now for uh, eight years. Over a 1,000 episodes are archived. You can go listen to them all if you uh, can't sleep at night. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in. This year, 2016, every Tuesday, every Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern. How easy is that to remember? And we've relaunched the chat room. Uh, it kind of disappeared for two or three years, and uh, I'm really relaunching it for 2016 because it is a hoot. It's fun, and uh, there's been a lot of great poultry friends and, and fans that have been made in the chat room. So thanks for joining us, all of our live chat room chickeneers that are over there, and uh, we appreciate you listening to the show today. We hope you can tune in this Thursday right here on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer brought to you by Calm Box feed. So thanks for tuning in today, folks. From our family to yours, feed your chickens the way nature intended. Pure, wholesome goodness. Kalmbach Feeds. Visit our website at kalmbachfeeds.com. That's K-A-L-M-B-A-C-H feeds.com. Or order today on Amazon.com. Kalmbach Feeds is a proud sponsor of the Chicken Whisperer. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. All right, folks, thanks very much for tuning in. We'll see you Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) 